G'day and welcome to Property Australia's favourite obsession. My name is Jeremy Cowan and today we've got another quick hits. We'll be back next week with another full episode, but today we're here to talk about the Olympics. It is, of course, Olympic time, and who better to talk about the um, uh, the sporting endeavours himself is Omar Mujali from Examine Property. Omar, welcome along. G'day, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Omar, what have you been doing? You've been catching up on the Olympics in uh, your Sydney lockdown? Uh, to be honest with you, not, not as much as um, I probably would have liked, Jeremy. I've um, watched bits and pieces, but um, just with homeschooling with the kids and um, the lockdowns in Sydney and just trying to keep things moving with work. Um, yeah, we've just been um, pretty much a bit, little bit oblivious to the Olympics happening at the moment. Well, you've had your uh, Sydney bout of Olympics a few years ago, and I'll let you in on a little tidbit at the moment. The Aussies are travelling very well. They've had a uh, uh, an exciting Olympics, which has been great. But we're not here to talk about the Olympics from a sporting point of view today. We want to talk about it with regards to a property. Of course, it's a property podcast. Property is our love. Property is what we want to talk about. So I wanted to bring up and have the discussion with you today about the impact that the Olympics can have on property prices. Now, let's start maybe with Sydney because the Sydney Olympics, most people would obviously remember and have some sort of attachment to. Can you describe what happened? What was the, um, you know, what happened with the Sydney Olympics with regards to property prices and, and, and why did those property prices move in the way in which they did? Yeah, so we before the Olympics, pretty much when it, when it was announced, um, you know, in the sort of mid beginning to mid nineties, we were coming out of a, a global recession at the time, and uh, obviously the Sydney market um, did have some some growth uh, on the on the back of that. Um, but around the Olympics, ninety nine two thousand, we saw the Sydney market stagnate a little bit, um, and obviously there were some international factors there, like the the tech stock uh, crash and the you know the global sort of recession that happened around that time. But sort of from 2001, 2002, we had a, a quick boom um, that lasted up until 2004 in Sydney. And then the market sort of peeled back 2005, six, seven, um, and then started to recover. Then the GFC sort of hit, took a bit of the, the shine off it. So the market really, um, you know, immediately after the Olympics, yes, there was some some good, good capital growth uh, in the Sydney market, um, but then a sort of... Um, sort of flatlined after that. So yeah, that was the experience sort of last time. Um, more on track of what was happening in the in the cycle at the time. So the lead up into the Sydney 2000 Olympics, uh, how did that affect property prices? Did that get Sydney property prices moving in an upward trajectory? Yes, definitely. On the back of the infrastructure that was getting constructed at the time and the, the job opportunities um, in line with that. Yes, the Sydney market... Um, did grow uh, in value during that time. And so this is probably the most important point to take away from today is that the Olympics from a property point of view, um, we always come back to our five drivers of you know, technology, infrastructure, population, government, and uh, of course, the very important credit. Um, and the Olympics have a huge bearing on infrastructure projects. And it's really those infrastructure projects that are brought forward, um, given a timeline, and of course the funding to occur that are really what pushes property prices uh, from an Olympic uh, real estate perspective, isn't it? Yeah, generally the yeah the usual fundamentals that you that you look for, but um, just like what you said, Jeremy, the Olympics put a definitive timeline on that, and governments are uh, rushing to get that infrastructure fin finished. 
um, you have the IOC, you have the international media's eyes, um, you know, on that on that city and and in, in Australia's case, the the state um, to deliver that infrastructure on time and to have every, everything ready. And it's not just the the stadiums. A lot of the studies show that. If you just go and build stadiums, uh, a lot of them can become white elephants. They don't have that long-term um, economic effect on the on, on the economy. Um, but definitely, transport infrastructure, roads, rail, um, trams, all, all that really benefits um, the city. Not just obviously during the couple of weeks the Olympics on, but in the lead-up, and then that's legacy infrastructure that that stays there, contributes to productivity, efficiency, people getting in and out. Uh, of the city and, and working hubs and improving um, the way businesses conduct business uh, pretty much. So that, yeah, that, that's the most important factor. Well, we do see that over and over, don't we? That at the end of the day, um, transportation is the thing that really manifests the quickest into, um, and probably with the most, um, you know, bang for your buck back into to land prices. Definitely. It's just businesses need it. Employees need it to get, to and from to live their life to to earn money to earn income um, conduct conduct business pretty much so um, that's where the the longer term gains and um, there's a couple of other studies that looked at um, you know you know second sort of tier cities like Barcelona that went through a massive transformation have had uh, really really hot property markets and not just um, during and after the Olympics that gener- generated a rejuvenation um, of the city's infrastructure which and the sort of seaside port areas and and whatnot that um, you know led to some significant significant long term growth in uh, property prices uh, as well. And whereas when you look at more like Los Angeles and, and places like that that were um, a lot more established had the infrastructure already, the the influence on the on the property market wasn't as um, as substantial. So I'm, I was going to ask, you know, the uh, you know we've spoken about uh, Barcelona. And certainly, um, we've seen the same in in London, and some reports come out. What about you know other cities, um, you know Beijing, Rio, um, you know even Atlanta. You know how, how have um, uh, you know how, how did the Olympics affect those property prices? Look, you're looking over a long period, so um, you know pretty much all all cities have uh, you know improvement in in real estate prices. Um, Beijing's an interesting one, so they sort of modelled that. Um, there's there's a report that I um, that if people want we're happy to um, to send it out to to people. But they sort of contr- um, had a control group of other major cities. Um, they took out Shanghai, which was going through a massive infrastructure um, uh, period at, at at that time, which was going to skew the numbers. Um, and in China, they realised that there wasn't um, too much impact from the from the Olympics. I guess every city. Was going through, you know, infrastructure booms and the economy was booming and and whatnot. Yeah. So, look, if um, yeah, it's it's a mixed result. There's no definitive. The Olympics had you know x x amount of uh, effect on on property prices, but if you're catching it in the right time in the cycle, you're building a lot of you know long term infrastructure that's going to be around uh, for a while rather than just constructing a, f- a few stadiums. Um, then definitely it's going to, you know, impact the the property market. And, you know, the more underdeveloped the city it is, the more transformation that happens because of, of the Olympics to its infrastructure, um, the larger the the property price um, boom that sort of, sort of comes afterwards. So I guess that brings us to the $64,000 question, doesn't it? Um, we've, of course, been um, 2032, Brisbane Olympics, 
Um, you know, what can we expect from Brisbane property and what can we expect from an infrastructure point of view? Yeah, so the property market in Brisbane was already on the up. So it, it was going through its um, growth cycle, sort of started to really to kick around 2019, 2020, started to accelerate and it's been a very hot market um, this year. So what, what, what we can expect is that... Um, a lot of the infrastructure pipeline over the next 15, 20 years is going to be pushed forward. So you're going to have, you know, a large amount of, um, you know, the, the inner city rail, mm. um, tunnels, bridges, um, you know, upgrades to roads. That's all being planned. A lot of that obviously will, will start to be to be rushed through. Um, you've got the new casino um, finishing in a year or two. Um, you've got, um, you know, a massive amount of, private and, and public uh, infrastructure that's that's coming coming on. So yes, definitely it's going to have an impact. I don't know, think it's the Olympics per se, probably Olympics will will accelerate um, that, bring it, bring a lot of it forward. Um, it could exacerbate the boom, um, which people need to watch. Like if that infrastructure stops and the economic opportunity at the end of it could could lead to a, a pullback um, in property property prices as well. Uh, I think it's going to be positive in terms of tourism, really putting Brisbane on the map. Uh, especially in Asia, a lot of people know Sydney, Melbourne. You know, most of the immigrants that that migrate to Australia go to Sydney and Melbourne. Um, and with Brisbane now sort of going to be sort of um, put on the map, a lot of the advertising, tourism advertising, um, and in in Australia, the Tourism Commission takes takes over a lot of that. So you're going to have a lot of um, promotion of Brisbane um, and the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, obviously as well um, to, to the world. So there'll be a lot of positive. Um, that comes out of that. Um, a lot of people will, will want to come and sort of not just come to Sydney and Melbourne and start to sort of holiday, um, you know, in Brisbane and and pretty much the whole of uh, Queensland as well. So the, the knock-on effect to that is going to be fairly significant. Um, there will be jobs created, especially building the infrastructure now. So that's going to create economic prosperity. It's going to create good inc incomes for people that are going to respend that in the economy. Yeah. They're obviously going to need somewhere to live if they're coming from interstate, especially, or they could be upgrading their, you know, their residences or just investing in, in assets. Mm. Um, and obviously we're looking at property um, from this perspective, but I've seen already a massive interest. Like I've had financial planners and accountants have sort of been working with us for five, six years and, all of a sudden, they're they're ringing you say, "Oh, can you find me a property in Brisbane now? You know, I want to I want to buy in Brisbane." So, you know, there is a lot of sentiment um, uplift that you get, and as we know, with investing, sentiment plays you know sort of a, a pretty big, big part. It's interesting too, reading a lot of the reports with regards to the infrastructure spends and how that migrates into property prices or, or the Olympics in general. And one of the major things that um, that that is obviously very prevalent is that there's a need for the Olympics to be in part of a cohesive master plan that those cities that have a, a master plan and they're bringing forward infrastructure projects that are already well planned um, and are going to connect and continue to be able to leverage to, uh, further infrastructure projects and, and, and infrastructure that's currently in place are the ones that really benefit. It's those cities that have a hodgepodge um, you know, reactive sort of approach to the Olympics are the ones that, you know, get less bang for their buck. And and as we know with Brisbane, I mean, Brisbane is a city that has a 20-year plan in place and has had for the last, whatever it is, 25-odd years, every year they update that plan. And so there's a, a, a big 
over overseeing plan for Brisbane and hence the Olympics will just fit into that plan as you said and bring planned infrastructure forward and what they do will be um, in the context of you know what they want to achieve yeah definitely that's why you you know you put in a bid when you bid for the Olympics I think Brisbane was lucky they were the only um, <laughs> bid through to what's happening around the world uh, at the moment um, so, uh, but yeah, the infrastructure was was already there. It was already planned. I think eighty percent of the stadiums and um, you know hosting facilities are, are already there. So obviously they do have to build uh, a little bit. I think they're upgrading, um, you know, the Gabba. They were they were planning to build a stadium um, at Albion, um, a new one, but they're sort of changing and just upgrading the the Gabba um, at the moment. So, you know, they do have a plan. They've had a plan. For a while um i guess what this does is just cement cement that plan so um like as i mentioned before if you you know you just host the olympics and don't build anything then you know the economic benefit to especially to land prices is, is not going to be substantial but when you're bringing on a lot of other infrastructure at the at the same time preparing yourself to, to host these games and then infrastructure is going to stay there. It's just going to keep benefiting the city, making movement around the city um, a lot more efficient. Um, and that'll lead to a lot higher property prices, especially those in close proximity to that infrastructure. So that the land that benefits from that infrastructure will have the, you know, the, the most um, increase in value. So um, that's... Uh, what that's the in a nutshell, isn't it? Studies have been showing we and... Well, that's exactly right. The the studies are there to show that um, the infrastructure forward, you know, bringing forward will manifest into higher land prices. We can expect really good uh, times for Brisbane over, let's call it the next the next decade. Not necessarily a straight line um, of growth, but certainly having um, you know quality infrastructure projects underpinning, um, you know, what we could see as a decade of growth in Brisbane real estate prices. Yeah, and, uh, it could could prolong the cycle. A little bit longer, so um, as well. Mm. So the the growth cycle could be um, stretched out uh, a little a little bit longer than what would have been if the Olympics weren't weren't hosted as well. So uh, interesting times, Jeremy, to to watch. So don't get too caught up with people spruiking, you know, just just because the Olympics you go by in in Brisbane or or whatnot. You need to make sort of informed decisions. Look at the full picture. Um, don't just um, you know just just buy on sort of the, the emotion of it all. But, um, you know, I'd be more looking again just at the infrastructure pipeline that, that's coming, which is um, yeah, pretty enormous. It's a good point, though, because there will be, even within Brisbane, quite large, unfortunately, inequalities with regards to the benefits of the infrastructure spends. And, you know, there will be quite a large, you know, inequality of uh, who actually pays for it as well. So, um, you know, that, that is something that I, I guess, you know, comes back to again is that, um, you know, you need to be careful with regards to the sort of property you buy. You can't just expect that because Brisbane's got the Olympics, everything's going to do well um, yeah. within that Queensland, um, uh, within the state of Queensland. It, it is going to be, you know, again, about picking the eyes out of, uh, you know, which parts of uh, Brisbane are going to uh, benefit the most. Yeah, you've got to incorporate that micro level research so yeah a lot of everything is probably going to go up but a lot a lot of property is going to go up a lot more substantially especially around um, those infrastructure nodes that are benefiting from from that spend and um, yeah you, you've got to look at a lot more than just you're going to go to Queensland or I'm just going to go to Brisbane or I'm just going to go to Sydney or you know you got to put in that um, sort of top-down approach and and start to get into the nitty-gritty of 
you know, picking the best suburbs that are going to benefit for that infrastructure where people want to live. And it's not just that, schools and um, shopping and, you know, social amenities. There's there's a whole, you know, list of things that um, that people need to look at. So, Omar, if listeners want to get um, their hands on their uh, 2032 Brisbane Gold Medal, how do they go about doing that with you? <laughs> well, you can jump on our website, www.examineproperty.com.au. You can submit an inquiry, which will um, you know, come to my PA. And um, happy to share those studies, Jeremy. I've, I've given them um, to yourself. Uh, if someone wants them, just drop us a note and we can um, email them to you. Um, so yeah, we're happy to to share the information with everyone. Excellent. Well, let's do that. Get in touch, um, James at PAFO, pafo.com.au. Uh, of course, uh, you know, don't be afraid to uh, check us out on the socials. Um, PAFO Pod is the handle. So PAFO being the acronym for Property Australia's Favorite Obsession. So P A F O P O D. Um, we'd love to be in touch, and of course, we'd love to help you on your property investing journey. It's what we do. It's what we love to uh, uh, to get amongst us. And of course, you know, we love to help people understand and benefit from those five drivers of uh, property prices, and of course, the effortless advantage. So, Omar, do thank you for coming on and uh, having a chat with us today. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Good luck in the lockdown. I do hope everyone is safe and uh, you Sydney signers are out in the foreseeable future. For our listeners, thanks a lot for joining us. It's been my pleasure having you with us again today. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a rating or review for Property, Australia's favourite obsession. I've been your host, Jeremy Cowan, and until next time, let's keep obsessing about property. Any opinions or recommendations expressed should be considered general in nature, as they do not consider your personal objectives or financial circumstances. You should therefore consider these matters yourself before deciding whether the advice is appropriate to you and if you should act upon it. Should advice be sought, please seek an appropriately qualified advisor. Investing may not be appropriate for everyone, as there is inherent risk and the possibility of loss when investing in financial assets, just as there is the possibility of profits. While useful for identifying patterns, History and past performance do not guarantee future performance. Calvin Flack has a commercial relationship with guests appearing on this production. 